0: Rapper Megan Thee Stallion says she's recovering after being shot over the weekend. Bill Gates and Barack Obama's Twitter accounts were trying to sell folks Bitcoin yesterday. And we've got Brian Baumgartner, a.k.a. Kevin Malone from The Office, with us today to talk about his new podcast about the history of the iconic show. And we get him to answer some ridiculously tough trivia questions.
1: The date, July 16th, 2020.
0: The time, News O'Clock. News O'Clock. Hey everyone, I'm Hayes Brown.
1: And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. So, we've got a lot to get through today, but before we dive in, on Tuesday we told you about the anxiety that dogs are facing as people begin to go back to work, but as listener Amy from Baltimore let us know, it's not just dogs. Her two cats are also way more needy than they used to be before the pandemic. They are jealous of each other, which is new, and I am that person on Zoom who constantly has cats interrupting the conversation. That's me. Um, when I go out and come back, they are so anxiety-ridden. It's If they were a man, I would dump them for clinginess.
0: You know that shit is getting real when it's even the kitty cats, nature's loners, who are like, no, don't leave me alone, please. Yeah, they're like,
1: feed me, love me, pet me.
0: Uh, I... Most cats uh, will eat you if given the chance. So the fact <laughs> okay. that... Okay,
1: that sounds like a dog person talking. Hey. I love cats.
0: I do. <laughs> I really do. I appreciate the. they're I usually appreciate the fact that they can take care of themselves for the most part. With a dog, you have to be like, oh, am I out too late? I have to go back before this dog uh, uh, eats his way through the door or whatever <laughs> ridiculous thing. A cat, you can leave alone normally and you know that they're fine. So the pandemic is taking a toll on all of us. (laughs) It is. Okay, time for today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. Hackers took over the Twitter accounts of major figures and companies like Bill Gates, Uber, Elon Musk, and Barack Obama yesterday to hawk Bitcoin, spawning worries about the site's vulnerability. According to Vice, the plot began when a group of hackers paid an insider at Twitter to grant them access to an internal tool that would allow them to tweet from any user's account. Once they made it in, the hacker sent out similar messages from the hijacked accounts, telling people that if they deposited Bitcoin using a specific link, they'd get back twice as much. Twitter eventually decided to halt the spread by not only shutting down the affected accounts, but disabling every single verified account's ability to post for several hours. And let me tell you, those hours were chaos on Twitter.com. Even though the hackers this time around were only concerned about spreading their Bitcoin scam, experts and lawmakers were immediately concerned about what would have happened if the perpetrators were a bit more creative. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley immediately sent a letter to Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey asking him for information about the hack and whether it affected the account of the country's most notorious tweeter, President Donald Trump. Speaking of hacks, Russian hackers have been accused of trying to steal research related to potential COVID-19 vaccines. That's according to the United States, United Kingdom, and Canada. The three countries issued a warning this morning, saying that it was clear that groups allied with Russian intelligence services have been using spear phishing and malware to try to access research about vaccines that are currently under development. Among the alleged perpetrators is a group called APT29, or Cozy Bear, a hacking unit that previously took part in Russia's successful attempts to steal emails and other data from the Democratic National Committee and then-presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's campaign back in 2016. But don't worry too much about it just yet. It appears so far that the goal was to get an advantage in their own attempts to develop a vaccine, not mess with or change any of the data that they found. And the New York Times said that U.S. officials, quote, suggested the attacks have not been hugely successful, but are widespread enough to warrant a coordinated international warning. And finally, more and more U.S. states are issuing orders to make mask wearing mandatory in public places, with one glaring exception. CDC Director Robert Redfield said on Tuesday that if the entire country were to take up mask wearing, the pandemic could be contained in a month or two. As it stands only about half of u.s states now have a mask wearing mandate in place meanwhile the resistance to masks that's built up among conservatives looks like it's beginning to crack as of yesterday alabama and montana both normally considered deeply conservative states now have ordered people to wear masks out in public but georgia governor brian kemp is bucking that trend and uh doubling down Kemp issued a statewide order yesterday striking down any and all local regulations requiring citizens to wear masks, like those recently introduced in Atlanta and Savannah.
1: One, just wear a mask in public. Mm Two, Hayes, I'm really scared about hacking right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not great. No, it's not great. The election's coming up and Trump is in this very like anti-mail-in status right now. And then I saw on Twitter yesterday once it was back up and running for everyone that people were like, okay, mail-in feels like the only safe option. And now I'm just stressed all around about every option to vote.
0: Right, because one of the things that people have been yelling about since 2016 when people were first concerned, uh, did Russia change some of these votes, is that you want a paper trail. And as it turns out, mail-in voting or absentee ballot voting, whatever you want to refer to it as, has a paper trail. You can track when was this sent in, where did it come from in a way that you can't really do digitally with voting. So, yeah, I agree with you. The fact that the president is still harping on the fact that, oh, mail-in voting is not safe just because he's worried it will advantage the Democrats is really not a good look for November.
1: Definitely not.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's all I've got. Casey, what's on your plate?
1: Okay, well, this is actually wild, but uh, rapper Megan Thee Stallion says she's recovering after being shot over the weekend. Megan was with fellow rapper Tori Lanes on Sunday evening when they were reportedly pulled over by the LAPD. There's footage of the two of them sitting on the sidewalk in handcuffs before Lanes was arrested for having a concealed handgun. TMZ reported that Megan was being treated for a cut on her foot after the police stop, but she posted on Instagram yesterday saying she was actually shot in what she called, quote, a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me. She went on to say that she was not arrested, but police officers drove her to the hospital to have the bullets removed. Megan's post ended with her saying that she's incredibly grateful to be alive and working on her recovery so she can get back to making music.
0: Such a wild story. Uh, such a weird story because I remember seeing that Megan and Tory Lanes were hanging out at Kylie Jenner's at a yeah. pool party earlier that day.
1: Yeah, it, it it all feels like it happened so fast. There's a, a lot of confusion about it. You know, she it, this news of, of some sort of, like, police involvement with them dropped earlier. And then Megan came out on her Instagram saying more details about it. There's still, like, a lot of holes in the story.
0: Right. Like, we still don't know, do we, who shot Megan the Stallion mm-hmm. or when? Like, at what point during this whole police interaction after leaving Kylie's when this actually happened
1: right but yes either way just like she said hopefully uh, a speedy recovery so that she can get back to music absolutely okay in a little bit we're going to be talking to Brian Baumgartner who played the character of Kevin Malone on The Office but first we have a little suggestion for everyone listening right now if you love talking about TV and movies and could use some recommendations on what to watch next BuzzFeed has you covered with a brand new Facebook group called What to Watch. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash watch BuzzFeed to join the conversation. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash watch BuzzFeed. Or you can just click through the link in our show notes. All TV and movie fans welcome, especially those of you on your 12th rewatch of The Office since March.
0: Well put, Casey. Well put. All right, everyone. Be right back with you. streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the biggest movies from the Twilight Saga to Selma and Bad Boys 1 and 2. Bad
2: Boys for life.
0: All your favorite movies like Die Hard, The Matrix Trilogy, and Good Will Hunting. That's the good stuff. Plus, movies the whole family will love. How to Train Your Dragon, the Harry Potter film series, Brilliant. and Shrek 1 and 2. It's so good to be home. With tons of blockbuster hits you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com
1: welcome back it's been over 15 years since the office first premiered on television in the u.s but to this day it remains a fan favorite to chronicle the story of the iconic show brian Baumgartner, who played the hilarious kevin malone has launched a new podcast called an oral history of
0: the office brian is here with us today to take a stroll down memory lane and tell us all about his new podcast welcome brian hey thanks so much for having me so it's hard to overstate just how influential the office was and remains. It really feels like one of those shows that will just never stop being relevant. so first question, do people still call you Kevin when they see you on the street? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean part of why
2: part of why I, I decided or wanted to do this podcast was um, you know, we were the number one scripted show on NBC for. Mm. A long time, but the show is more popular today, Mm -hmm. we feel, than it was then. I mean, just in terms Mm -hmm. of fan recognition, um, we haven't filmed the show in seven years, right? But today, it's the most watched show in television, which is a crazy stat. I, I know in 2018, over 82 billion, that's billion minutes, were streamed on Netflix Uh, Alone, That doesn't count DVD watching or Comedy Central watching or any of that stuff. So um, part of why I wanted to do this podcast is to look at why. Why? Why is that? Why is it connecting with younger fans now? Um, You know, if there's anything that we can find that that points us to why now the show is so popular today.
1: Um, and I also think it's so interesting. Like you're saying, the younger generations. Billie Eilish, she has been very uh, open about how she just loves the office, even putting some of the theme song in her music. I mean, it really is such an interesting phenomenon.
2: Uh, it's yeah, it's crazy. Like I am in a Billie Eilish song. Like, <laughs> so. <laughs> like that is a that's a crazy crazy thing.
1: So true. Okay, so Kevin isn't always the uh, most intelligent or smoothest person. What was it like to play that character?
2: I had a blast playing him. I mean, I, I felt like there was a deep t- humanity to him. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, the chili scene, for example, has become a <laughs> huge phenomenon, right? But I, I think the one of the reasons, I hope why, is because we can relate to a guy who just wants to succeed at something mm. that just is trying really really hard to succeed at something and and hopefully you know part of that uh humanity of the character not just the comedy is is what attracts people to him so how many we just have to, how many takes did it take to film the chili scene <laughs> just one take my friend just <laughs> one
0: take a master at work yeah, what that's right <laughs> Did you know it was going to be so iconic when you were filming it or was it just like, well, now this chili's on the floor. Next scene. No, I, I, well, it, that was definitely filmed at the end of the day. There was, like, <laughs> that it to happen.
2: Um, but no, I, I, I had no idea at the time. I mean, I, I thought it was funny. It was a departure in a lot of ways from, from really anything else the show ever did maybe mm-hmm. in those nine years, um, just in terms of it, you know, existing over a, a voiceover and sort of the, the way it was just a singular character um, you know, that kind of stuff didn't happen very often, but no, I had no idea that it would live in Jiffy land or whatever.
1: <laughs> and I actually know a lot of fans have wanted to try that chili before. Have you ever tried to make it yourself? Is there a recipe?
2: I have a recipe, yes. Mm-hmm. And I do make chili, but there's there's no chance I'll tell it to you. <laughs> Trade secret. That's right.
1: Okay, so your show features in-depth interviews with some of your former cast members, including Steve Carell and John Krasinski. Did you learn anything new while interviewing them that surprised you?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the thing that's crazy, right? Like like a, an oral history, and, and going back, you know, I mean, the podcast starts really before the show even aired, and, and how uh, Ben Silverman got the rights uh, from Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, Um from, from the British version, and, and you know, your memory changes over 15 years, mm. and, you know, I remembered some things that other people didn't, and, and I, but yeah, I mean, I think that there are things that either people don't know or, or forget about that, and so I think that they the context of the show, and the fact that for the first two years, we were, like, it's not like building drama, like, we were literally dead on arrival, yeah. and so, you know, things that happened around that time that You know, courageous moves that people at the network and um, the creatives on the show did to help the show, how the show changed slightly during that time that enabled the show to stay on the air and then outside forces that happened um, that, you know, kept it on the air. One of those things, probably the, the biggest thing that people would be aware of if they were aware that the office came first, which was 40 year old virgin. Mm. um you know came out and were it not for 40 year old virgin coming out at that time there's no question that the show would not have gone forward but um you know I think there there was a a thought that well now we have Steve Carell who maybe is (laughs) the biggest comedy movie star maybe we should should give this thing another look and it's not just that there were you know the episode the podcast episode we call a billion things had to go right in order for the show to stay on and a lot of those things that we discuss I think that they'll be interesting for people mm-hmm. especially watching it now again on Netflix and being able to see like oh wow that that was changed because of this or that I I, I, f- I think that stuff is interesting.
0: I completely agree as a general history nerd and especially television history nerd I completely agree with that. I'm really excited to listen to it. but for now Brian, if you think you know so much about the office at this point, we have a little quiz for you. Uh-oh. Oh boy. I'm not great at this. All right.
1: <laughs> don't don't worry, it's only 3 questions.
2: <laughs> Do you Wait, are are you are you fans of the office?
1: Oh, yes, 100%. All right, then I have a quiz question. Off- oh. Oh,
2: oh okay. really? The tables okay. they've turned. <laughs> you've you've written what?
1: Oh, well, I, I write for BuzzFeed. I've written many of those trivia quizzes about The Office on the site. Oh. But let's see. I don't have a great memory, All but right. I love the show. All right. <laughs> All
0: right. You, you, you go first. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So we pulled these questions from a BuzzFeed.com quiz by Liz Richardson called The Hardest The Office Questions from Each Season. We'll only do a few with you, so don't worry about remembering everything from every season. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay.
1: okay, let's start with season three. Yes, the confidence. We'll start with season three. Here's your first question. In the episode Back from Vacation, Michael returns to the office from a trip to Jamaica with A, beads in his hair, B, a new haircut, C, dreadlocks, D, none of the above.
2: Beads in his hair.
1: You are extremely correct. He has the beads in his hair. He shakes his hair around. You hear oh, the clankety clank.
0: <laughs> there you go. All
2: right. Now <laughs> I feel confident.
0: Let's go. Okay, then let's jump to season five. Which two employees accidentally wear matching outfits to work in the episode Casual Friday? Is it A, Angela and Phyllis? B, Pam and Meredith? C, Pam and Phyllis? D, Angela and Meredith? Okay,
2: so I remember Meredith. That is the very funny thing where she loses her dress. <laughs> so her dress goes down and she loses her dress. And then people yell at her for her boob is out. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, I'm going to say Pam and Phyllis. Nailed it. You got you, that. Correct. Yes, it's, they're,
1: they're wearing those iconic purple outfits. Yes, <laughs> exactly, okay, yes. But you're right. That Meredith scene is one of the funniest scenes ever. First, <laughs> her boobs are out. Then her underwear. Well, no, I don't even think she's wearing underwear. So it's a yes. whole old scenario. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> okay, Last Ooh. one from season eight. And this one involves Kevin. When Daryl and Toby compete over selling the most Girl Scout cookies for their daughters, who ends up winning by selling the most cookies to Kevin? Is it A, Daryl, B, Toby, C, it's a tie, or D, neither of them wins?
2: I think neither of them wins.
1: <gasps> oh my, you're too you good are at this. You are correct. You are correct.
0: They both end the competition after getting tired of Kevin's ideas that forced them to compete against each other in humiliating ways. And yeah, nailed it.
1: <laughs> you got three wow. out of three right. Congratulations. Wow.
0: <laughs> Thank you. What do,
2: what do I win? Oh, uh, pride, uh, honor,
0: pride, okay. <laughs> respect, <laughs> all <right. laughs> exposure. All right, here, all
2: right. Here's, here's mine. I'm Ready? so scared. Yeah. This, I was told at one point, and I don't remember trivia stuff like this very well, but at some point I was told this was like the finale final trivia question on some, yeah, I don't know what, but oh, anyway, God. and this, this question has stuck with me. <clears throat> Ready? I don't know what season. I I don't know. It's (laughs) it's late. I don't know. What is Gabe Lewis's middle name?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm out. Yes. Oh, man. I'm out, too. That is a deep cut one. That is a good final question for a trivia one. Okay. Susan.
2: Susan. Susan. I knew it. I
1: knew it was going to be a woman's middle name. Gabriel
2: Susan Lewis.
1: Yes. Gabe, what a character on The Office. Came in late, but sticks with you. (laughs) There you go. That's right. Okay, listeners, if you want to take the quiz, you can do so on BuzzFeed.com. Brian, thank you for taking this quiz with us. Uh, Where can people hear your new podcast?
2: An Oral History of the Office is available on Spotify for free, The first three episodes uh, launch this week, and then we'll roll out one new episode every week for the next 10.
1: Awesome. We'll definitely be listening. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
0: That's it for today. Join us tomorrow for an interview with legendary women's rights lawyer, Gloria Allred, who's on a mission to get Prince Andrew to talk to the FBI.
1: And remember, Kevin already told us the trick to the chili. It's to undercook the onions.
0: Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories.
1: And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock.
0: streaming new movies every week at PeacockTV.com. We'll have the biggest movies from the Twilight Saga to Selma and Bad Boys 1 and 2.
2: Bad Boys for life.
0: All your favorite movies like Die Hard, The Matrix Trilogy, and Good Will Hunting. That's the good stuff. Plus, movies the whole family will love. How to Train Your Dragon, the Harry Potter film series. Brilliant. And Shrek 1 and 2. It's so good to be home. With tons of blockbuster hits you can't not watch. Sign up at PeacockTV.com.